So we have Kevin McLaughlin and Kevin Eakin, who are a couple of folk veterans from Dunedin. Is this all correct so far? Yes, Kevin Eakin. Eakin. And I know your wife, (laughs) who set this up. So thank you, Sue. (laughs) Um, Sorry about that. Um, So you have gotten together. You found someone with a same first name as you both and similar musical interests. Mm, Well, the name thing was a coincidence. But (laughs) yes, similar interests. We're we're folkies from a long way back. And we both have uh, links with the West Coast. Yes. And that's how the project sort of got underway because uh, both um, Kevin and my mum's come from the West Coast and um, my granddad was born in uh, Lyle, a little gold mining town up the Buller Gorge that doesn't exist anymore. My mum was born in Westport and and Kevin's mum, I think she came from Deniston, didn't she? No, Gladstone Siding, which is just south of Greymouth and she grew up in Ross. Before she came across the other side. So we call ourselves Coasters Once Removed. Right. We've neither of us has lived over there, but um, we've got those family links. Yes, mm. and it's it's in your blood and your spirit yeah, to some extent. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Every time I go there, I don't want to go away. Basically. Right. And so last late last year, you guys released Land of the West. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that recording? Well, um, it. Uh, Started off, Kevin did the initial collection, and his initiative was he initiated the project. Um, and we've known about lots of old songs from the coast for a long time. People like Peter Cape, Phil Garland, collected songs, and um, and so some of them are in the the folk repertoire, if you like. Mm. But there's songs that go back a long way. A guy called. Um, uh, What's his name? Thatcher, Charles Thatcher, mm. uh, Goldfields Balladeer, who went there in the 1860s, and and he travelled around the goldfields and he set crazy lyrics, uh, very observational lyrics to um, well-known tunes of the time, and a lot of it was comment on the on what was going on. Mm. He wasn't particularly impressed with the coast because it was a very rough place in those days. And so, Do you mean rough like in terms of violence? No, or? no. It was just so <laughs> challenging to get there. Oh, right. You had to go over through the, across the Southern Alps to get there or by, by ship and then cross the, the bar at the, the Grey River or the Hokitika River. And uh, many a ship founded on those bars. So it was very mm. difficult to get to. And, and, and to getting supplies there... That's one of the rough. It was a very challenging environment to live in in those days, and uh, so there are songs about that. There are hard case songs on the west coast. You can imagine that some there are tall tales to tell about the the west coast, and we've um, written some songs as well mm. um, to to add to the repertoire. So there's quite a mixture of, of things there, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to play us our first song for the day? Well, we can do. We. Mm. Um, We've mentioned uh, Peter Cape and Phil Garland. Peter Cape apparently uh, wrote the words for this song. It's called The Stable Lad, and it's quite well known. And Phil Garland set it to music. And it's about a, um, a, guy, uh, a guy who um, drove coaches from the, the Buller, down the Buller Gorge to, to Greymouth yeah. and parts in between Charleston and Westport. And... Uh, he, um, it's, a, it's, it's a, um, a tale of unrequited love, really, 
um, because in, in those days in Charleston, there's a reference to a red-headed girl in Charleston who was in the bar, in the pub in Charleston, and he, he um, she took his eye. And um, <laughs> it's a sad, it's a sad wee story yeah. of, of, of lost love, really. Yeah. So it's called The Stable Lad, and we'll try it for you. Okay, thank you. Robin Co ran coaches from the bullet to the grave. I went for a livery stable lad and a whole duck of Westport away. I gave my heart to a redhead girl and I left it where she lay. By the winding Westland Highway from the bullet to Needs foot on my fingers and lamp black on my face. And I've settled so the harness hung each piece in place. But my heart's not in the stable, it's in Charleston, far away. Where Cobb and Co. Pit of yellow clay 
There's Cobb and Coburn rolling by from the bullet to the grave. So when Cobb and Co ran coaches from the bullet to the grave, I went for a livery stable lad and hoped up a Westport way. And I gave my heart to a redhead and I left it where she lay By the winding western highway From the bullet to the grave Song. <laughs> yeah, beautiful narrative in there, mm. and also such a distinctive sound you've got. Um, <clears throat> the music feels different. Oh, does um, it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's got a very, it's very evocative, and I'm just mm. wondering how playing that type of ma music makes you feel. If it's different to other styles that you dabble in, or well, we've both played lots of different sorts of music. Um, we're both in a, a local band called the Jimmy Cook Band or the Jimmies where we play Kayleigh dances, mm. the old Irish and Scottish dances, yeah. and we also play New Zealand songs. And that, that can be 60s, 70s, and, and earlier songs as well. So, I mean, we've got a real big focus on New Zealand music, yeah. stuff that goes right back to colonial times, right through to, to modern times, mm. and, and new stuff being written, um, uh, you know, contemporary songs mm. uh, that's been written by issues of the day. Yeah. yeah, and so does this, when you play with the two of you, that um, Wild West Coast music, does it feel, what is it, what do you like about playing it? Well, it's part of our heritage. Um, so, yeah, we're telling our s stories of our people. Mm. And uh, what we've done in, th in that song you've just heard was we intertwined the, the story about the stable lad with a... Um, an Irish tune called The Maid Behind the Bar, which is quite appropriate, really, because we're <laughs> referring to the redhead girl who dances mm. in Charleston. So The Maid Behind the Bar. So with that little tune you heard at the end and in the middle was um, the, the old Irish tune. And, the, I mean, the coast has a, a rich Irish heritage as well because a lot of the people who went there came from Ireland. And, and so ha having Irish music associated with songs about the coast is quite appropriate, I think. Mm. Yeah. And on the Irish thing, is Kevin quite an Irish name? It is an Irish name, yeah. yes. Mm. Yeah. It's not um, just quite an Irish name, it is an Irish well, name. Yes. <laughs> not not spelt the way you see it these days, it's spelt in very complicated ways and uh. you, if you looked at it. But a bit like if you saw the name Siobhan written down, mm. uh, you have to know how to pronounce it. But um, Kevin is spelt, I won't try and spell it for you because there are old and new ways of spelling it, but 
just to say it doesn't begin with a K, it begins with a C. Mm. <laughs> and it's got a BH in the middle, which is a V sound. So, um, so Irish, the Irish uh, language written down is quite, quite distinctive in its own way, and it's a, it's a branch of Gaelic, I suppose you could say, or Erse as they call it. But um, so it's linked in some ways with um, other um, Celtic languages like Scots. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm. So. Um, and can you, you? It seems like you both play quite a few different instruments. Can you tell our listeners? what you um, were just playing and what All else right. you play? Well, Kevin's playing a beautiful 12-string guitar. Sorry, and just for the listeners, um, we decided it was maybe yeah. a bit too hard to try and work out which Kevin was which on yes. air. Um, <laughs> so the other, the other Kevin. To, if you want to just do your intros yeah. now. Kevin, Kevin McLaughlin, he oh. plays, uh, he's playing this lovely 12-string guitar and I've got the mandolin today. Yeah. But... Um, Kevin also plays bass and all sorts of other guitars, and he's also got a um, a wonderful ukulele made by Steve Barton in, in Dunedin. Dunedin, and it's an eight, eight string ukulele, which is a wee bit different. Mm. And and so I do guitars and mandolin and banjo and bazooka. And and so we we we're fairly self-contained instrumentally. We and we can colour the songs with quite a range of instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Just need a few more hands sometimes. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so could you tell us how you got started down this musical road that you're on? Oh, right. In 2016, I took part in a conference in Hokitika, which was about a man called Charlie Douglas, otherwise known as Mr. Explorer Douglas. Now, Charlie had um, a great part in the original uh, mapping and discovering of South Westland. And he was based out of Hokitika itself. So it was 100 years in 2016 since he'd passed away. And some of the locals got together and I was invited down to sing a song that was written by a Hokitika poet called Dave Ogle and I'd set to music. And... um, that was the start of it, really. I was given another poem three weeks out and had to sit down and write that one to music as well. And I got involved from there. One suggestion was, why don't you record those songs? I mm. thought, okay, I thought about that. And then I thought about, why don't we make a CD of other songs from that part of the country? And I contacted Kevin about it and said, do you want to get involved with this? And he, um, being uh, now a retired a musician in some ways had the time to work with me and we did it mm. and, and recorded it here in Wellington in um, 2017. Mm. But we go back, we knew each other in Dunedin. Um, we both lived in Dunedin, we were both Dunedinites and uh, we were folkies down there. Right. And so, and in fact, our fathers worked together oh, in, wow. in the City Council. So <laughs> there's all these met. funny, all these strange yeah. links that go back. So... Yeah, that's mm. interesting. Um, um, so you talked before about um, some of the people that inspired you, including the poet Dave Ogle. Do you have, um, in this style of music, do you have other heroes that, or, you know, um, people oh. have... Well, <laughs> Phil Garland is one of the major Phil ones. Phil yeah. New Zealand. Phil yeah. was a major collector of old songs. Mm. And he's published books and he's recorded a lot of them. And he's sadly... Passed away last year, yeah. I think it was. But 
um, we we dedicated our collection of songs to him because he's had such a um, a huge influence mm. on all this, and yeah. uh, so he's one. Sounds like um, historical figures have inspired you as well as oh yes, folk oh, yeah. musicians. Yeah. Well, or... that, um, mentioned Charlie Douglas is, is one, and there's other other characters from the coast, um, um, and uh, oh gosh, can I mention some? I'm not sure. Um, well, uh, I've just gone out of my head. Who, oh, that's who all we right. Talk about. But, there's, uh, I bet there's particular places that you've been to on the coast that you yes. think about when you're writing or playing. Yep. Any you care to share? Well, we've been. I've certainly, and Kevin's, both of us have been down at separate times to Jackson's Bay. Um, that was an inspiration for Kevin to write a couple of tunes to that. Um, yep. I'm not. Where is Jackson's Bay? I'm not sure. Uh, Jackson Bay is south past. About as far ah, yeah. as far down the coast as you can drive. Right. And it's if you go down there in summertime, it's got the best fish and chip shop on the coast because mm. that's about all that's there. But it's really good. <laughs> it's just a little bay. The and there's a wharf there yeah. and a few fishing boats and a, a little collection of huts and houses, but nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was at one stage in the 1870s design, um, planned by the government of the day to be a, a new settlement in a town. Right. And, um, well, it didn't eventuate because people who were sent there was landed on the beach and it's just bush, it's a little strip of land and, and bush, and so they had to, basically, they had to leave. There was nothing they could do to stay there. But So that's one of the tales of the coast. And mm. um, um, I, I'm i very fond of, um, well, I, I like just like going to the coast because it's got a, a feel and an atmosphere to it that sort of hooks me when I go there. Yeah. And Hokitika is a... a a great wee place. It's got a real buzz to it. Oh, yes. Mm. And uh, if you go there, you'll just feel it. And it was a rip-roaring gold-mining town in the 1860s and 70s. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Well, well it wasn't gold. boring. No. There's something like 40-odd pubs in it. In the yeah. Well, that was just on one street, in Rebel Street. Yeah. 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 It's a crazy place, apparently. Yeah, mm. so there's kind of this gold past, mining past, and then the more recent coal... Coal and and forestry timber, yeah, yeah. all in, industries which exploited the natural resources and basically removed them. And there's, um, I mean, it has to stop at some now. Of course, what's left um, is attracting lots and lots of visitors. So I guess tourism has become a major thing for the yeah, coast, it has. Now, mm. with the glaciers and mm. and that sort of thing too. So. Yeah. Mm. Although they're in decline too, aren't they're they? They're in decline. So that's um, the, yes, that's right. Exactly. So I don't know how long they're going to last for, but mm. um, ho- hopefully, hopefully people will keep going there to help um, give a little bit to the West Coast economy, and they'll find some new things to do as well. Yeah, and enjoy mm. themselves. Mm. If you could pick um, the best venue that you could imagine playing K two music at, is there a? <laughs> well, we haven't been there yet to play we're hoping to do that next year ah, but okay. one of the famous venues down on the coast is is barrytown a place called the barrytown hall yeah and it's a bit north of greymouth and it seems to be the major place where people go to hear mu- live music yeah so we would love to be able to go and play um music in, in the barrytown hall yeah yeah definitely cool so um we're going to need to wrap up now unfortunately okay. but um, 
apart from the tour next year that you're planning, anything else on the pipeline for K2? Well, we've, we've been doing concerts around the place um, for the folk clubs and we, we played at Wellington Folk Festival last year. And uh, wherever things come up, really, I love, love getting out and playing the music and yeah. uh, we'll be doing a few more house concerts and things like that. And uh, we're still collecting songs and writing songs and adding to the repertoire. All right. Yeah. And so if people want to hear more, um, how can they find you? Well, yeah, probably the easiest way is to contact us um, via K2 on Facebook. Okay. That's the easiest way to track us down. If you can find it. Yeah, um, well, we can link it in. We can put it up when we post this it's, um, online. Yeah, it's one of the complications is that there's also a K2, spelt the same way, a radio station in Alaska. <laughs> so we're not, we're not we're hit. Not, so you've got to go K2 New Zealand, really. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we can find us on Facebook. Okay. Hopefully, Great. yes. Could mm. we have one more song to play us out? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, Got one more up your sleeves? Yes, we mentioned... Well, um, we've got another 13 or 14 <laughs> if we really get desperate. We mentioned Charlie Douglas before yes. The Explorer. And um, this is a song that Dave Ogle wrote. Kevin wrote the uh, music to this um, to this uh, Ch- uh, Dave Ogle poem. And it's all about Charlie Douglas. Yeah. I work for London Survey. Jimmy Humphreys is my name. The surveyors, they were here before the gold rush came. Right back to Charlie Douglas, with a compass and a chain. With Westland's earth beneath our feet, sleeping under Westland sky. On one side stand the snowy peaks, on the other the Tasman Sea. That's enough for Charlie, and that's enough for me. In a boat with Julius von Haas, we catch the Tasman breeze, fixing peaks with Mueller, battling tent among the trees. Weeks stuck in misty gorges, or oh, the rain is all we see. He looked up every valley, sketched every pass and peak, lost interest in the grazing and the gold that others seek. Charlie had the urge to look round the next bend in the creek. With Westland's earth beneath our feet, sleeping under Westland sky, on one side stand the snowy peaks, on the other the Tasman Sea. Oh, that's enough for Charlie, and that's enough for me.
Nicholas give the tourist a hard time. He said if one falls down a hole while on the glacier climb. When he comes out at the terminus, we'll gauge the flow rate time. Surveyed so for mills and miners, those who clear the land and stay. No longer such a glory thing, a part of Westland's way. Jimmy Humphreys, Charlie Douglas, we saw Westland's glory day. Westland's earth beneath our feet, sleeping under Westland skies. On one side stand the snowy peaks, on the other the Tasman Sea. Oh, that's enough for Charlie, and that's enough for me. Guys, that was wicked. Um, so great to have that, <laughs> that just that beautiful live music right happening in front of us. Thank um, you for the chance to play it. Yeah, play thanks for coming along and hope to hear more of you in the years to come. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> going well. <laughs>